and welcome to Anyway Pranay. Join your host, Pranay Patel, author of Burgundy Winters in Europe, as he dives deep into subjects close to his heart, from how he built his charity foundations to his strong love for food, engineering, farming, and the great outdoors. Now, let's get into today's episode. Namaskar, my dear brothers and sisters. Welcome to the seventh episode of Anyway Pranay. I am your host Pranay Patil and today we are going to talk about the education systems around the world. We are going to be looking at some of the best educational systems and let's all take notes on what we can learn from them. Today we are going to focus on the highest ranking but let me know if you'd like me to do another episode on the worst educational systems. We can compare the differences between them. Okay, let's begin. You're listening to Anyway Pranay. Remember to hit that subscribe button. For today's topic, I'm going to break it down into the top three countries with the highest ranked education systems. After listening to this episode, I'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on this very fascinating and important topic. Children are the future and it's important we provide the best education possible to them all. We'll start with the top rated country, the United States of America, which is an interesting one because despite the United States having the best surveyed education system on the globe, US students consistently score lower in math and science than students from many other countries. According to a Business Insider report in 2018, the US ranked 38th in math scores and 24th in science. Discussions about why the United States education rankings have fallen by international standards over the past three decades frequently point out that government spending on education has failed to keep up with inflation. It's also worth mentioning that while the best country study is certainly respectable, other studies use different methodologies or emphasize different criteria, which often leads to different results. For example, the Global Citizens for Human Rights annual study measures 10 levels of education from early childhood enrollment rates to adult literacy and ranks Denmark as number one, not the US. So we don't overcomplicate things. We are going to use the ranking system that was published on the World Population Review website for the countries with the best educational systems in 2021. Let's break it down into different sections. The first section is how the system is divided. The second section will be requirements and studies, the third paying for education and the fourth section is higher education such as university and higher education. Alright, starting with the United States. The US, the United States education system is divided into three levels, elementary, secondary and higher education. Although the United States education system is distinguished by the three main levels of elementary, secondary and higher education, some school districts 
further subdivide the elementary and secondary student populations to create separate schools at the middle school or junior high level. Middle schools generally encompass the 5th through the 8th grades and junior high schools generally encompass 7th through the 9th grades. The structures of a school system are the results of decisions made at the community level and is often influenced by factors such as population growth, funding sources and availability of appropriate structural facilities. As a result, the use of middle schools or junior highs as an intermediate step from the elementary level to the secondary level varies from school district to school district. Elementary schools are those schools enrolling students in the first through sixth grades. In some statistical literature, elementary school encompasses students through the eighth grade. They may also include kindergarten and pre-kindergarten, pre-K classes. At the elementary level, academic subject courses generally consist of language arts, mathematics, social studies and science. However, a significant portion of the school day is often spent in required non-academic courses such as art, music, drama, dance and physical education. One study of 38 schools found that only 54% of the weekly instructional time at the elementary level was devoted to reading, language arts and mathematics. Secondary schools enroll students in the 7th through the 12th grades. Successful completion of the 12th grade results in the awarding of a high school diploma. This diploma is a prerequisite step for entrance into an institution of higher education and is becoming increasingly important for employment. Higher education includes all students enrolled in post-secondary educational institutions such as a college or a university. Academic courses continue to maintain a strong presence in the curriculum through junior and senior high. However, there is a definite decline in the emphasis on academic courses. Since the curricular and non-curricular options are so numerous at this level, although a basic set of classes is required for graduation, students are able to supplement these with a variety of elective classes. A recent study by the National Education Commission on Time and Learning in the US showed that in 42 states, only 41% of secondary school time must be spent on academic subjects. The number and type of elective classes available to particular students will depend almost entirely on the school in which they are enrolled. Funding often plays a determining role in a school's ability to provide elective courses and therefore the poorer school districts are able to offer fewer educational opportunities in the form of elective courses. Public schools, particularly at the secondary level, accommodate students with diverse interests and ability levels by providing curricular tracks. The U.S. Department of Education statistical profile of schools and staffing in the United States for 1990-1991 states that 80% of all schools with 12th grade offered a college preparatory program 
with an average enrollment of 60% of the 10th to 12th grade students. Also, 78% of public schools that served 12th graders offered a general program for students who did not plan to attend college and in these programs had an average enrollment of 45% of 10th to 12th graders. Vocational education classes are provided within the public secondary schools. In most cases, students interested in vocational courses do not attend a separate secondary school or follow a predetermined series of courses towards mastery of a particular trade. Instead, students integrate one or more vocational courses of their choosing into the course schedule. And in many junior and secondary high schools, vocational education emerges as a subject nearly paralleling social studies and science in emphasis. However, the delivery of secondary vocational education can vary from state to state and even within states and school districts. Many states rely on area vocational schools to provide vocational classes that supplement the local high school's curricular offerings. And in some large city school districts, full-time vocational high schools offer a complete program of academic and vocational studies. These vocational high schools differ only in that their focus is vocational rather than academic. And despite their vocational focus, graduates are permitted to progress to post-secondary educational institutions. To enroll in post-secondary programs such as vocational training programs, two-year community college programs or four-year college students must have a high school diploma or alternatively a certificate of general educational development GED. Students not continuing in post-secondary programs have also found that a high school diploma or GED is a basic requirement for employment as well as a key to career advancement in the workplace. Individuals who dropped out of high school can later complete their high school education or earn their GED by enrolling in adult education classes through their local school district. Like K-12 education, adult education is not standardized on a national level. Although the program requirements are mandated in a general way at the state level, they vary by school district primarily because the actual development and implementation of adult education classes occurs at the school district level. The requirements for receipt of a high school diploma through adult education programs are significantly different from GED requirements. Adult education students may decide to pursue the high school diploma directly or may enroll in adult high school classes following receipt of their GED. To earn a high school diploma, an adult must enroll in adult high school classes and complete a specific number of courses in specific subject areas such as English, Mathematics and Science, Social Studies, including US history and government, and computer skills. The remaining required credits are electives from either an academic or vocational track. Attendance is mandatory 
for registered students and their coursework is graded. Many people attend adult education programs. Most GEDs are awarded to young adults after they fairly quickly realize that a certificate of high school equivalency is important to their future employment possibilities. Statistics on unemployment rates appear to confirm the need for a high school diploma or GED. In 1992, the highest unemployment rates were among those without high school diplomas. Unemployment for non-high school graduates who were between 20 and 24 years old was 22.3%, in contrast to the national average for unemployment which was approximately 7%. Traditionally, public education at the elementary and secondary level in America has been primarily the responsibility of state and local governments, which contribute about 92% of the nation's total spending for education. The first significant piece of legislation that provided federal funding to public schools was the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, a major section of the law. Title I allocates funds to school districts to expand and improve educational programs for children from low-income families. Subsequent federal legislation has been provided funding for the other populations that have traditionally not been fully served by the public schools, such as children for whom English is a second language and children with physical and mental disabilities. Private schools support themselves almost entirely through tuition fees. Although private schools are eligible for some support from federal grants to provide equal education opportunities for students targeted by federal legislation, students with disabilities or students for whom English is a second language, in order to receive federal grants, they must agree to provide these programs in a non-religious fashion. After high school is completed, most students will study at a four-year university or attend community college or a trade school. Students who excel academically or even in sports are often able to apply for scholarships to attend college free of charge or at a discounted price. There is usually a requirement of a very high GPA of 4.0 for those who maybe don't have the best grades in school, financial aid is often the solution. However, this is said to cause many of its own problems. But that's another topic for another episode. Number two is the UK. The UK's academic reputation is world-renowned. It's built on a heritage that is now centuries old and their approach to education applies the very latest learning theory through universities that routinely top international tables. Their innovative teaching methods produce successful, versatile graduates who are sought after by employers around the world. The education system in the UK is divided into four main parts, primary education, secondary education, further education and higher education. Children in the UK have to legally attend primary and secondary education which runs from about 5 years old until the student is 16 years old. 
The state-funded education system in the UK is also split into key stages which breaks down as follows. Key stage 1 is 5 to 7 years old. Key stage 2 is 7 to 11 years old. Key stage 3 is 11 to 14 years old. Key stage 4 is 14 to 16 years old. Primary school education begins in the UK at the age of 5 and continues until the age of 11, comprising key stages 1 and 2 under the UK educational system. Some primary schools are split up into infant and junior levels. These are usually separate schools on the same site. The infant age range is the key stage 1 is from 5 to 7. The junior age range, which is key stage 2, is from the ages 7 to 11. The year groups at primary school levels are year R reception, which is from the age of 4 to 5, year 1, age 5 to 6, year 2, age 6 to 7, the year when SATs testing takes place for key stage 1, year 3, age 7 to 8, year 4, age 8 to 9, year 5, age 9 to 10, year 6, age 10 to 11, the year when SAT's testing takes place for key stage 2. Year 7 and 8 are the first two years of secondary school education in the UK. In some independent schools, they are included in the junior school. In others, they are part of the senior school. Under the UK school system, all students study English, Maths, Science, a Humanity and a Modern Language. Besides these subjects, each school has a list with optional subjects such as Art, Music, Drama, Latin, Sports, Science, Design Technology, Computer Science and students may choose a few subjects that interest them. In some schools, students sit the common entrance exam in year 7. There are three examination sessions in November, January and May or June. The transition from junior to senior school from year 8 to year 9 may be conditioned by the common entrance exam results in those schools. Year 9 is a very important year in the British school system as most of the students make the transition from junior school to senior school. It is also a very good foundation for the GCSE program and it is an entry point to all schools. Students study English, Math, Sciences, Humanity and Languages. In addition, students choose a few subjects from the optional subject list offered by each school. In the last two years of secondary education, which are called Year 10 and Year 11. Starting at age 14, students prepare for GCSE exams that are taken after two years General Certificate of Secondary Education. In the UK school system, during the GCSE program, students study between 9 and 12 subjects. Some of them are compulsory, like English, Math, 2 or 3 Sciences, History or Geography, a modern language etc. Some are chosen by each student according to their abilities and preferences. At the end 
of the two-year GCSE program, following the examinations on each studied subject, students receive their GCSE certificates. The chosen subjects and the GCSE results are very important for the future studies, which are A-level or IB, and for the university admission. Those who would like to study more than three to four subjects may continue their studies in a broader number of subjects with the International Baccalaureate Diploma Program offered by some independent schools in the UK. During the IB, students study six subjects, three at higher level or HL and three at standard level SL. Each school offers different subjects at different study levels HL or SL. The IB program also includes a compulsory core program consisting of Theory of Knowledge, TOK, Extended Essay, EE, and Creativity Activity Service, CAS. Students take written examinations on each subject at the end of their course. International students can either choose a state sixth form college or a college of further education as an alternative to private education. Both offer GCSE and A-level courses for students from the age of 16. Colleges of further education also offer foundation and diploma courses. All colleges can prepare students for entry to a UK university or any university in the world. Bright World works with a number of state colleges in the UK which provide a multitude of vocational and academic courses. These courses can enable students to pursue their chosen career or to gain a place at a university of their choice. The British school system also extends to B.Tech courses which are designed for students who would like to develop practical knowledge and skills in a specific subject like business, psychology, engineering, sport, art and design and find traditional exams challenging. Focusing on practical skills-based learning, the B.Tech students are assessed during the course. After each unit, students are assessed through assignments, tasks or tests and not at the end of the student program as it happens with GCSE or A-level students. From age 17, international students can opt to study one-year foundation programs instead of A-levels or IB. These courses lead to private examinations that are an alternative to A-levels. Foundation courses at colleges are recognized by universities with whom they have partnerships. Some universities also offer foundation courses that lead into their own degree programs. Bright World has partnerships with a number of colleges and pathway providers and can help place students into foundation and diploma courses in London and across the UK. In the UK, a British bachelor's degree normally takes three years to complete and most are awarded at honours level. Examples of First degrees are Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Engineering and BSc. State colleges offer some two-year vocational diplomas that grant exemption from the first and sometimes the second year of a degree program. Some private tutorial colleges offer a one-year diploma program 
which is equivalent to year one of university. Students taking one-year diplomas are awarded second-year entry at some universities. Postgraduate courses in the UK educational system are very intensive. This means that the courses are usually much shorter than in other countries. A master's degree typically takes 12 months to complete. For example, an MA, Master of Arts and a Master of Engineering. MBA is a high-profile master's course which can take two years. Applicants will usually be high-achieving with at least two years managerial experience. A PhD research degree in the UK can take between two to seven years. Bright World works almost exclusively with privately funded schools and colleges. A boarding school is a residential school where pupils live and study during the school year. There are approximately 500 boarding schools across England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland. UK boarding schools offer pupils an outstanding education, helping them to develop their skills and progress to university. All UK boarding schools have to meet strict government standards on the quality of their teaching facilities and student care. Many UK boarding schools combine beautiful, centuries-old buildings with a mix of modern classrooms and traditional architecture. The excellent facilities help make living and learning a great experience and pupils improve their English skills while they study. Tutorial colleges start at the age of 15 and have a more flexible program range focusing on fast access to UK universities. And now number three is Germany. The German school system is a rather complex one and can be quite confusing at first sight. There are multiple ways to acquire a school degree and higher level education depending on each student's interests, skills and abilities. The public school system is the centerpiece of Germany's school system. Despite private schools becoming more popular and almost doubling over the past two decades, the German education system consists of preschool, primary, secondary and tertiary education. Full-time schooling is compulsory at primary and secondary levels for all children aged 6 to 15. However, German education generally lasts until the age of 18. The state runs most German schools and they are free to attend. However, parents can also opt for one of the many fee-paying private or international schools. With different types of institutions to choose from at the secondary level in particular, it's a good idea to think carefully and weigh up the different options before choosing a school in Germany. The Federal Ministry of Education and Research, Bundesministerium für Bildung und Forschung, BMBF, is responsible for the overall German educational system. However, each federal state or land has its own Ministry of Education which sets its own education programs, schools and standards. This means that the schooling system varies across Germany. Germany ranks high globally in terms of education. According to the 2018 OECD or PISA survey of 
educational standards among 15 year olds it ranks 16th in mathematics and reading and 12th in science the pisa report also found that german students generally have good well-being however there are large inequalities between the highest and lowest performing students which reflect economic inequalities in the country children under 3 may attend nursery or kinder krippen while those aged 3 to 6 may go to a preschool kindergarten or a kita these are available either mornings whole days or even evenings and weekends in some places these types of child care in germany can be private public or church run so some are free while others charge fees these can vary considerably across states and are usually based on income many have waiting lists so put your child's name down as soon as possible in large cities you will also find bilingual preschools both nurseries and preschools are optional most children in germany between 3 and 6 are in education or child care there are an excellent way for expat children to play and learn alongside german children and absorb the german language and culture in some states 5 year olds may register in preschool classes four classen in preparation for primary school primary school also known as the grundschule is compulsory for children in germany a child begins grundschule in the autumn term of the year they turn 6 however some german states have cut off dates to determine exactly when a child can start school so check with your local authority there are usually four grades or years 1 to 4 in german primary education although in some regions primary school continues until year 6 children usually go to the primary school nearest to their home there have been efforts to reduce the inequality in education standards between areas but affluent neighborhoods still tend to offer better schooling than non-affluent neighborhoods the german states or länder are responsible for the delivery of primary education in germany and set the curriculum this means that the schooling experience can vary across the country public primary schools in germany uh, each state offers free primary school education to students parents contribute occasionally towards equipment costs although schools provide most materials free of charge there are between 20 to 30 hours of schooling a week increasing as the children get older children attending state primary school in germany will typically go to the school in their catchment area closest to them if you want your child to attend a different school you will have to apply for a place and generally have to explain your reasons for doing this the quality of german state primary education is good the core teaching objectives are to develop the key skills and competencies of pupils 
and essential understanding. Lessons generally include German literacy, mathematics, science, a foreign language, art, and religion or ethics. The next are private primary schools in Germany. Around 5% of students attend private primary schools in Germany. They are not as prevalent as private secondary schools. Some schools, including many international and alternative schools, will offer both primary and secondary education. Primary schools in Germany are generally split into religious schools, international and bilingual schools, Waldorf schools, Montessori schools. Religious schools, these, are, these generally offer the same curriculum as state schools and are mostly state-subsidized, so are cheaper than fully private options. International and bilingual schools, these are fully private schools that typically offer bilingual education and run their own curriculum. They are among the most expensive schools but tend to be of high standard. Waldorf schools, Waldorf Schulen, are state-subsidized alternative schools that offer teaching based on the Rudolf Steiner method, which draws on the ideas of the early 20th century philosopher Rudolf Steiner on how to educate children in a way that enables them to become their true selves, to be good citizens and to contribute to society and be a strong force for good in the world. Then Montessori schools are alternative schools that employ the hands-on development-led Montessori method of education, usually state-subsidized. Then there's the secondary education system in Germany. The secondary school system in Germany consists of two general phases. Although things vary across the different states, there is the lower phase, Sekundarstufe 1, which in most states takes place between ages 10 and 15 or 16 or from grades 5 to 9 or 10. This is compulsory for all students. The upper phase, Sekundarstufe 2 continues until students are 18 and is optional. This stage focuses on either vocational training or preparing students for higher education. The next is the public secondary education system in Germany. Public secondary schools in Germany are free and feature different types which cater to different academic needs and abilities. The type of school a student will attend is based on academic performance, teacher recommendations and parent preferences. It is possible to change from one school type to another at any point if circumstances change. The different secondary school types in Germany are largely similar in terms of subjects and teaching objectives, which are to build skills and subject knowledge, assist intellectual and emotional development, and harness independence and decision-making responsibility. The types of public secondary schools are Gymnasium, Realschule, Hauptschule, Gesamtschule und Berufsschule. Gymnasium, uh, gymnasiums are similar to grammar schools. Students will typically stay on at these schools until the age of 18 
and will take the Abitur, which is the final exam needed to get into German universities. Then the Realschule is a school for intermediary students which offers a more generalized education up to the age of 15 or 16. Studies culminate in a diploma that allows students to continue with vocational qualifications, take up a trade apprenticeship or transfer to a gymnasium for Sekundarsch to Fudzwai. Then Hauptschulers, a general secondary school for less academic students, lasting until the age of 15 or 16. Students attending these schools will generally go on to do a trade apprenticeship or continue with a vocational qualification. Then there are the Gesamtschules, a general integrated comprehensive school offering mixed level education until the ages of 15 or 16. These have become more common across the states in recent years as part of an effort to create a more inclusive system. In some states, they might be called Mittelschule, Regelschule, or the Regionalschule. Then there are the Berufsschules. These are vocational schools mainly for students from Realschulen and Hauptschulen who want to continue learning for the Sekundarstufe-Zwei period. Then the private secondary schools in Germany also exist. Around 9% of children attend private secondary schools in Germany. They generally fall into two distinct categories of school, which are Erzatzschulen and Ergänzungsschulen. Erzatzschulen are substitute schools, which offer an equivalent education to state schools with state-recognized qualifications. These include state-subsidized schools such as religious, Waldorf or Montessori schools, as well as fully independent international and bilingual schools. Ergänzungsschulen are supplementary schools. These schools tend to focus on teaching not offered in state education and offer alternative qualifications. They are mainly private vocational schools. Many international families opt for private international schools. These generally offer a high standard of education and give students the chance to study for the International Baccalaureate IB or European Baccalaureate EB qualifications. However, fees are typically higher than other private options. All German secondary school students receive formal qualifications after successfully completing their studies. Gymnasium students spend the Sekundarstufe-Zwei period preparing for the final Abitur exams needed to get into German universities. Realschule and Hauptschule pupils study towards diplomas. The Hauptschule Abschluss is awarded upon completion of grade 9 and the Realschule Abschluss at the end of grade 10. Hauptschule students have the chance to stay on an extra year to get the Realschule Abschluss. Following this, students can progress to Berufsschule to become qualified in a trade or they can transfer to a gymnasium to study for the Abitur. State funding support for education in Germany is available through the Federal Training Assistance Act, Bundesausbildungsförderungsgesetz, BAFÖG. 
Anyone with a residency status in Germany aged under 30 or 35 for masters who cannot meet their education costs can apply through the local education authority. Funding is only available for grade 10 study and above in secondary schools, higher vocational schools and universities. Amounts awarded vary according to individual situations but are usually given half as a grant and half as an interest-free loan. With the current value between 247 euros and 694 euros a month. Eligibility is based on income with the finances of family members taken into consideration if you live with them. There is also some private funding available in the form of scholarships. However, the competition for these is high and they are mostly for post-compulsory study. Many individual private and international schools offer limited scholarships for those that meet the criteria. Every German state or Bundesland is responsible for its education policy from school types to school calendars and class subjects. However, the ministers of education from each of the 16 states meet twice a year at a national conference to align their plans and practices. There is no regional draft as to which school a student has to attend. Families in Germany are free to choose the schools for their children. Any child living in Germany at the age of 6 to 15 must attend school. Schulflicht, compulsory school. The compulsory school attendance in Germany has its foundation in the German constitution or Grundgesetz. It is designed to allow every child proper and qualified education regardless of the family's financial situation to mix social classes and prevent religious or ideological parallel societies. Consequently, homeschooling is illegal in Germany. Alright, now I want to hear from you dear listeners, my dear brothers and sisters. What are your thoughts on this topic? Which country do you think should be number one? Let me know on my Instagram page, Facebook or Twitter. Hit me up, write a comment and I will get back to you. Thank you my dear brothers and sisters for listening to me patiently. Unfortunately, I am running out of time. See you next Friday. Jai Hind and Namaskar. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anyway Pranay. If you like what you heard, then be sure to hit like and subscribe. Have a burning question for Pranay or a topic you'd love him to discuss on the show? Feel free to get in touch. You can reach Pranay on all socials at Pranay342. See you next time.